0: Greetings, and welcome to the RPG Review Board Podcast. You are listening to Episode 4. In this episode, we join two of the judges in chambers. Join us as we listen to a conversation in progress, inspired by a recent review of Tiny Supers and a discussion of superheroes in popular culture and gaming. Come now the Honorable Representatives of the RPG Review Board. We have gathered in chambers today to talk about superheroes in gaming. So I'm sitting here with Heidi. I've got my iced tea. And if Big T is interested in a sponsorship deal, please hit us up on social media. Heidi, what are you drinking tonight?
1: <laughs> well, I am finishing my coffee. Uh, I have a little bit left in my mug for my work day. But I also have a glass of wine sitting at the at the ready. She's she's in the wings and waiting, ready to go.
0: Nice. Nice. Got uppers in one hand and downers <laughs> in the other. <laughs> oh, no! Judy Garland story that's right (laughs) oh no (laughs) so uh, a while back we played a superhero RPG and uh, that hit the tabletop that was um, tiny supers from gallant night games it was a tiny d6 system and if I remember correctly, Heidi, that was your first superhero RPG, is that right? It
1: was. It was. Prior to that, I had really just stuck with more traditional games, D&D, Pathfinder, that kind of stuff. And then I had played, um, I think up to that point, I had played, oh, Blades in the Dark with you, wonderful, yeah. wonderful gents. Uh, but this was my very first foray into the superheroes realm of the RPG yeah. games. Yeah.
0: Well, we know from that episode that everyone enjoyed it. Case grumbled, but that's what he does. So that's <laughs> standard operating <laughs> procedure for him. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I think most people know superheroes. That was a, a point that we touched on in that episode. Um, and it's sort of part of our culture now. Yeah. I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Kind of easy to get started, right? Yeah. Would you agree? Because you kind of understand superheroes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it this i mean superheroes it's everywhere right it's it's comics it's it's tv it's you go to netflix they've got oh we've got a you know a a limited run on this you know superhero Mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff Uh, clearly the movies you know it's some of your most successful franchises so i feel like even if you're not into superheroes necessarily or traditional comics you know at least the realm of it it's kind of like even if you don't watch a show like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, you know who they are, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't watch that show. And unfortunately, I know all about those that family. Because so, it's, yeah, it's just everywhere. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: it's definitely a shared cultural experience. Yes. you know I was thinking about when we're getting when we're getting a new tabletop session together particularly as someone who's going to run it you start thinking about how your group is going to be formulating themselves and one of the things that I thought was really interesting is that when you have a you know your party right you're getting your D&D party together or your Pathfinder party together um, this idea that they there's this expectation that they're going to go on their adventures together right that's the social contract is that you're going to stick together you're going to do the things and you know superheroes is a great way to do that because team based superheroes is already a pretty standard thing, right? You've got Avengers and Fantastic Four and X-Men and Watchmen and all all these different ones. Uh, My my personal favorite, the Legionnaires. uh, But even down to like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen who is like, you know, is that, like, surely they're superheroes too, you know? But uh, all different levels of of team-based superheroes. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well and in a lot of ways they fill different roles just like your class-based systems would.
1: Well, And I think moving into this, I mean, it's it's such a classic kind of story, right? The hero's journey. It's such a like traditional kind of Mm. way of telling stories. We've had it since I don't you know since Greek culture right you know you got exactly your, your hero he's got some kind of unassuming catalyst that you know sets them out to leave home they encounter all sorts of hijinks or trials at some point they find their inner strength and then save the day learn about themselves that kind of thing but clearly mm-hmm. that has been a reoccurring storyline throughout the the years you know because we all identify with it we love it so Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that speaks to superheroes, whether or not you think you know them, you know, that's, it's a very familiar kind of storyline and kind of comforting it. It's the meat and potatoes of stories, right? You know, it's, it's, that, it's the comfort food. So
0: <laughs> exactly. And I, you know, I think you're really onto something there. I, I think that's probably why we see act one start over again. So often mm-hmm. you see the origin story for yeah. superheroes start, start over again, because that's so compelling. Yeah. Um, see how they they transform if, if if they are the type of superhero who gets their powers all of the sudden, a la you know Spider Man, for example. Yeah. That origin story is really compelling, and that's why they keep rebooting it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The hero's journey is exactly right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, with you when you have superheroes, a lot of them, like we said, fill different roles in the same way that a class-based RPG would. And I started to think about that a little bit. And I, I think Casey even mentioned that there's a Kickstarter for the fifth edition of the world's biggest role-playing game. Okay. Um, where they can yeah. use uh, tropes of of superheroes very similar to the classes, you know, it's very easy to think of Thor as a you know tempest cleric or something like that. But you know, all all good superheroes have some sort of defining characteristic or power. And I guess we put air quotes over power so we can include folks like <laughs> Hawkeye and Deadshot and even yeah. Batman. He, yeah. he doesn't have some sort of weird ability other than the fact that he's just a super person, right? Um, <laughs> so even rich. if they're <laughs> Yeah, and and has gadgets and karate and and all kinds of stuff, but and and tenacity, I guess. <laughs> but you know they're extraordinary in their ability, whether yeah. regardless of where their extraordinariness comes from. Yeah. But they're usually they're mostly portrayed fighting evil or crime or however it manifests, just like a regular traditional fantasy RPG does.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And and Batman was a great example. We talked a little bit about him. And the idea that Batman's a little different as the antihero, kind of like the Watchman. And I thought we had some, some interesting things to say about that as well. Like, they're not the good, clean Avengers, right? Batman is not Captain America.
1: It, no, exactly. And I, I, I know that I've talked about this with y'all, that uh, I traditionally was not drawn to the superhero comic as a kid. Like, for me, I was more... I, I liked fantasy stuff. Like, honestly, like, I look back and it's like... Like, as a kid, God, I don't know if you ever saw this movie or not. As a kid, I loved that movie, The Last Unicorn. It's so bad. It's so bad.
0: I think I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah, I think I am. (laughs)
1: It's terrible, but I loved it. You know, I loved stuff like that. I loved stuff like that movie Legend with Tom Cruise and you know Mm -hmm. like I like I love the Highlander TV series I love the movies but I also really love the, the TV series I was just basically for me I was more drawn to the fantasy element stuff and for superheroes it never quite did it for me it was always a little too polished for me, ex- mm-hmm. with the exception of I very much loved um, the Tim Burton's Batman in the 80s. Like that was the first time I remember thinking like, oh, yeah, this is OK. This is good. Which I don't know. It's been years since I've seen it. I might go watch it today and be like, wow, th- I yeah, <laughs> what was I thinking? But I loved it. I, I just loved it so much. Um, and I think because it's a little antihero, it's a little, it's a little darker. There's a uh, very much like that sadness, you know, to his mm-hmm. origin story specifically. Um, and I think it spoke too to this element of it's an ordinary person, right? Like granted, yes, yeah. he, he has money, but it was very appealing this idea that anyone could do this. You know, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to have been bitten by a spider. You don't have to have been born of the gods. you, you. You could do this, you know. You can still, yeah. you can still have that moral compass, even if you're a little bit on the darker, jaded side. And I think mm-hmm. so, yeah. For me, that that spoke more to me. Stepping into this, I, I, you know, clearly superheroes are all around us. I'm familiar with it. I like it, but I was always drawn more to the fantastical side of things, um, or the darker side of those kind of stories. So you know I maybe i'm I'm a little different you know, in the approach from from you guys as we were going into this, but i I loved playing specifically the tiny D six supers. It was so fun. It was just light, it was easy. it was super fun. so yeah,
0: and I everybody loves living out that sort of larger than life thing and and yeah. even if you can map it to a what would have otherwise been an ordinary person and have that in the back of your mind thinking, I could do this. I could be a, a hero, yeah. <laughs> But uh, but you're right. I think you know superhero stuff didn't get its start on the big screen, right? It mm-hmm. was it was in those twenty eight page double stapled comics, and you'd spend a couple bucks on them. So if if twelve year old Heidi was walking into a comic shop, she wouldn't be buying the Fantastic Four. What what would she be buying in the comic shop?
1: Um, no, yeah. <laughs> well, for for me, I you know the the comics that I as a grew up kind of liking, well, or that I liked at a younger age, Um, I liked the the Preacher series, I liked The the Walking Dead, and the more recent, like in the last decade, uh, Witches. Was a really good, uh, good series that I've been into. Stuff like that. Uh, I think I remember as a teen having um, my, uh, well, my future husband uh, asked me if I had ever read this wonderful book by this author, Neil Gaiman, called Good Omens. And I had not. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? And changed my world. You know, it changed everything. Suddenly it was like, wow, holy crap. You know, six, 16 year old me was just different. You know, like ever, like, you know, and that mm-hmm. went on to become one of my favorite writers. I still love his stuff. I love many, like, you know, currently they're adapting. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of this. They're adapting um, Sandman, you know. So yeah, like that yeah. stuff's coming out, and I'm very excited for that. So yeah, so that that would be more maybe my wheelhouse. That kind of stuff growing up.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's a great example of sort of the the breadth of superheroes. As you were to hit the table, you could play Sandman. You could also play Fantastic Four, and you can play you know, the Watchmen. Plenty of opportunity to explore there in a role-playing game. And I think Tiny D6 supers does a pretty good job of that. And that, you know, leads me to one of the other bullet points I wanted to talk about. And that was sort of the the scale. The scale for something like Constantine or Sandman is very individual. It's very personal. It's what's compelling about the story is how that character's interacting with the world. Yeah. And that's awesome. For mm-hmm. Avengers, they're talking cosmic level going from planet to planet. There's right. there's all kinds of yeah. The scale can get really incredible. And as that sort of manifests in game mechanics, I thought that was sort of interesting as well. We noticed in Tiny D6 Supers that uh the way they sort of try to differentiate how strong someone is is they sort of have three tiers of abilities. So if you mm-hmm. take a superpower trait, um you can take it at level 1, level 2 or level 3. And they don't get bogged down too much because it's a very rules light system, but they do want to have some distinction between, like, okay, he's strong, but how strong? Is he Batman strong? Is he Hulk strong? You know, is he even stronger? Is he, you know, Annihilator strong? That kind of thing. So
1: God, the levels of strong is insane.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's just one. You start to get into... Any of the others, and it oh, can really be be complex. And one of the things I really appreciated about Tiny Supers was that they also have that other list of traits that you can take, so you can build your. I started as a mundane Hawkeye, Deadshot, Batman, that uh, that kind of thing, yeah. Iron Man, right? Um, and so you can still build a compelling character even if they weren't bitten by a radioactive spider or exposed to gamma radiation. <laughs> and in fact, uh, that was a lot of what your character was based around, right? Like she. Was was a compelling character who was strong and interesting but i'm not sure what actual like superpowers she had do you recall oh
1: god i don't necessarily i remember she it's it's been a, been a it's, while it's been a few months since we played this um she mm-hmm. was if i remember correctly orphaned her parents were from another planet and she was orphaned i'm trying
0: she had a trait i think called bar fighter which means that oh, she was that's, very versatile right and-
1: <laughs> she been could she could kinda stir some stuff up, right? Like yeah, she was a li- yeah. little little feisty. That was yeah, the bar mm-hmm. fighter. That was oh man, that was a good uh that was a fun trait. If oh now that I'm thinking about
0: it. It's just interesting that she's not shooting fireballs out of her hands, but uh, that's also still an appropriate world for her to to exist in.
1: No, she just basically, yeah, she had this ability to kind of walk in and, like, stir it up and essentially, like, in any kind of a a really adversarial situation like that, she had the ability to kind of, like, all right, come at me. We got this. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, so that was – it was – which I don't know. I mean, that's that's maybe kind of true to you know certain movie characters. I don't. This is cheesy, but it like come the first thing that comes to my mind is I'm thinking of um, Patrick Swayze, Roadhouse, right? Like you've yeah, got, <laughs> exactly. You got your like oh, you got Patrick Swayze and Sam Elliott, like. They're just mm-hmm. cool and collected, and they know how to <laughs> handle a fight. Come out of like, which in real life could I do that? Hell no, not at all. No. I am the worst. I would be like, oh, we're out. Where's the closest exit? But like, I you see stuff like that. And it's like there are some people that just wow, that's a that's kind of a skill. Like you know, you can just mm-hmm. handle handle yourself in a in a rough situation. You know, of a group. Of, you know, in a bar kind of thing. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And that's, that's why we play RPGs, right? To, to embody the cool person. I can't speak for anyone else, but that's why I do it. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, I feel cool. <laughs>
1: yeah. seriously. Cause, like I said, that would not be me in reality for sure. So I, I think that's actually why I took that skill. Cause I was like, man, that'd be fun if I knew how to handle yeah. myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, yeah, because real me is a little doughy, and I would I would nope out of the bar fight real fast, but I'd love to see what I would do if I was really in one, so let's roll some dice and see yeah, what happens. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. man, ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that's where I think the mechanics really uh, are important and I think if I now I'd love to explore another superhero RPG and perhaps we will at some point I have played some in the past I know Trey mentioned playing Marvel Champions there's lots of others one that I've played was the DC superhero RPG and that one scales very differently than Tiny D6 Supers now okay. Tiny Supers handles it with the three tiers for each of the superpowers the way DC Hero works mechanically is on a lot. Algorithmic scale, so to speak, like, for example, if you have a strength of three, that is twice as good as a strength of two and and four times as much as a strength of one, for example. And so they have to scale very rapidly, very fast to accommodate this. And, And I think... It would be interesting to see how a superhero game would, if you choose to go rules heavy and have that dreaded six hundred page rule book, how uh, in-depth you'd have to get for for that that scale of of powers. So I think superheroes with a rules light system is really interesting because you can hand wave a lot of that. How much faster is this guy than that guy? Yeah. you You're just both very fast. So get into it, get to the story and and tell a cool story.
1: Well, it's interesting. So, okay, so we played, Tiny D6, there's clearly, they have a whole realm of genres, right? Like you can get into other other areas. We chose to go with the supers, which I think for me, it it was, as somebody who has not played a ton of variety games, that was perfect because it's like, well, superheroes, whether you like them or not, whether you think you know a lot or don't, you do you just do because it's in our culture it's around us it's permeated you know it's just it's there Mm -hmm. Um, and the Tiny D6 games are just they're incredibly accessible so I would say it was the perfect way like it was the perfect game for me specifically um, to get into the Tiny D6 universe because it was like well already this game is pretty accessible but you're picking a genre that's like oh Okay, who doesn't understand at least a little bit about superheroes and how it's supposed to work and kind of what kind of things you could get creative with or not, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah, I, I would definitely be interested to play like other superhero games, you know, as we've kind of continued our adventures, you know, more. Yeah. But but and I would actually be really interested to kind of compare how I like the the various kind of superhero games um you know like so like as you're talking about that that's that sounds interesting but i'm a little bit like oh okay that sounds like a lot really fast right like a really Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know
0: yeah, that it'll be interesting to see, you know, how the mechanics of other superhero RPGs scale to accommodate this sort of larger than life uh, aspect of that. So another thing that we sort of ran up against with superheroes, I think it was Nathan that made a really interesting point about asking the players if they felt like there was enough space to maneuver in a superhero role. The idea that superheroes do. Kind of tend to make the right choice, and they tend to be altruistic. It is absolutely possible to have an altruistic character that is still compelling and interesting. But coming off of having just played Blades in the Dark, where you play as rogues right. <laughs> who almost always do the the self-serving or at least morally ambiguous choice more often than not, um, a superhero is he going to do the right thing? Of course he is, right? Uh, the mundanes of the world may not understand all the variables at play and may see it differently, but how how the superhero makes it impact of the world is that superhero is going to usually make the right choice. And uh, I was interested to hear your thoughts on, you know, exploring a superhero who tends to be the good guy.
1: Well, okay. So you mentioned earlier, like Watchmen. That kind of stuff. Like some of those characters are complete.
0: They're terrible people. Terrible,
1: terrible people. But you're still like in it, right? Like you're still like curious and rooting for them, right? It's that Mm -hmm. classic antihero.
0: Would you say then that you didn't feel the need to be the shiny like superhero team that were all Captain America? You felt comfortable exploring a flawed character.
1: Um, I would. I don't... In, in the game that we played, I didn't necessarily feel like I got too much into that. Clearly, mm-hmm. us as a, as a group of friends doing this we're kind of you know playing a few games and then we're reviewing it so we don't necessarily yeah. say in maybe a more traditional like hey my friends and i have played this D campaign for like three years running we are not doing that so maybe if given more time i would have enjoyed getting more into certain character developments like that i know in other games that we have played i very much have enjoyed having like oh this character is this but there's a kind of weird secret that's dark Mm -hmm. and hidden behind, like, this happy face. I love that stuff. And so I think if given more time with that character, I absolutely would have loved to have gotten into some of that. We, given the time constraints, I don't think I really had the ability in this game to get too much into that. But, yeah, I I love that stuff. I mean, it builds a complex character, right? Like, if you can just... If you can kind of give somebody, you know, a little more layers and, you know, peel back that onion a bit more, I I love that stuff. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's sort of the nature of what we're doing here is that we do tend to do it in bite-sized nuggets. and, Mm -hmm. And at some point, we'll probably come back and revisit some of these. Hopefully, we'll play some more, move these characters and port them to other systems and get a chance to explore them some more. Maybe we'll get a chance to do that.
1: I would love that. I know that we've talked about taking characters that we've already created and revisiting them in uh, other games like take the same Mm -hmm. character i we we've talked about i think that would be a blast man Uh, you know to take some of these characters and like okay how does this person fare in this game versus this game how do they fare as say a child here versus they're an adult character here but the same character the same background all of that like I think that stuff would
0: be super fun. Agreed. One of the other things I wanted to talk about was this idea that with most tabletop role playing games for the players, their carrot is this advancement system where when they level up, they get a new thing and then they get to experience that new feature for a while and then they level up again and they get another thing and ding ding and each time they ding they get a new cool feature and trey had a really interesting take on that and that superheroes often don't get new powers. sometimes they do as part of the story but i think his quote was spider-man can do what spider-man can do i thought that was really interesting as well right the staple of the genre is that they have a superpower and those don't change too much. And I thought it'd be interesting to do sort of a longer term play. We didn't get to do that with this game, but see how characters advanced. So do you think uh, with a longer term play, when you have a limited scope of powers that you can choose from, what would be the carrot then for a superhero? Oh, God. Would getting new powers be too hard to manage at that level? I think it's, I guess the answer really is we'll have to experience it. We'll have to do it and see what we think.
1: I mean, yeah, in in, in a game, obviously it's built into, you know, oh, you level up, you get a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that, obviously. in the traditional lore of superheroes they just are what they are but I would say this like okay go back to this concept of hero's journey type of stories okay you go through trials you find that inner strength you know I I would say for your traditional stories is that not a version of leveling up when when the hero kind of oh no they're down and out and just when you think they're like done for they really dig deep and find the thing you know that they need yeah, to conquer yeah. the bad guy it's it's that same it's that same feeling it's that same vibe right like i like i said for us in playing this we didn't play it for years so we didn't get to do a ton of leveling up but we got to play around with a little bit of stuff in that which i think is yeah. fun and i don't know i think for your, your superhero there's <laughs> i'm about to say there's always room for growth you yeah, know? come on. Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Doesn't have to be a new ability. It could be life experience. And that is just as valid. Absolutely. Right? Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Superhero self help group. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I don't think there's an answer here. But I think the you know, just the compelling point here is that for a GM and party who's getting ready to sit down and play a superhero RPG, consider those characters who are motivated by character advancement and how you plan to tackle that is a discussion you should have with your group. And that's probably the only important takeaway, I guess, from yeah. that part of the, the discussion. Because I think there is already an expectation in traditional fantasy RPGs because the player's handbook says, here's when you get your next level and here's what you get when you get there. And with superhero RPGs, they're, they're a little different in that sense. And perhaps you do just get a new power and that's how you want to play it. And that's absolutely viable. Yeah. Okay. Play what's fun is the answer here. So that's what we're all about <laughs> on the podcast.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, you got to enjoy it, right? Like it's got mm-hmm. to There's no point in doing this if we don't at
0: least like it, right? So Exactly. If you're there to have fun. Well, I always thought that was interesting. And and the only other last thing that I wanted to make sure to mention was I'm picturing myself. You you were talking about going in and you were always drawn towards fantasy. And Mm -hmm. so was I. You go into the bookstore as a kid and you go into the fiction section and you don't know it. But you're picking something that is your new favorite, right? And you are either going to be maybe a sci-fi kid or you're going to be a fantasy kid. And you might dabble in one or the other, but you've got one that's that's at heart. And for some people, maybe that's superheroes. Yeah. And that's awesome. For me, it was also very much fantasy. And that's why I tend to use things like D&D as a benchmark for comparison.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know we use D&D a lot because it is the benchmark, right? Like, if mm-hmm. you say RPGs to people, that is what everyone thinks of. And, yeah, uh, you know, I think for us, we're trying to just point out that there's a lot more out there. It's not that there's nothing wrong with D&D, right? It's great. Yeah, we all exactly. played it. We all will continue to play it in our lives. Um, but there's a lot of stuff out there. So, yeah, you're right. Like, you go into the bookstore, you find that just that starting point like I said earlier like is at 16 I read Good Omens by you know with Neil Gaiman and and that was a oh wow that was the crack in the door that I needed Mm. to kind of open up a whole just genre to me of like I didn't even know this was here so in that in a change and today that's one of my favorite things still like I uh, yeah holds a spot in my heart for sure So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I I wasn't as into superheroes as a lot of my other friends Mm. were, but I probably was a regular purchaser of comic books. Mm. And so I was coming from a little bit of a different experience. I definitely was involved in that world before it became, you know, what it is now. And I'm definitely excited for what it's become. And I think if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about starting a superhero RPG, Tiny Supers was a great start for us. I think it got positive reviews, at least from both of us, think
1: <laughs> if I remember correctly. I- I, I think that curmudgeon, Doctor Tompkins, was the um, mm-hmm. was the one maybe fail on it. I don't know if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yes, but he did. He did find some positive things to say about it. And there's plenty of other superhero systems out there. So, well, I just thought it was really great to have a conversation about superheroes and how they sort of manifest on the tables with a rule set for a tabletop RPG. For
1: sure, absolutely, it was a great game, and, and this is a fantastic genre that we should probably as a group keep exploring right
0: yeah stay tuned for more
1: yeah indeed I am so sorry, at some point in the middle of that, my cat started fighting. I mean to lot I am so sorry.